Welcome to the Leadership Live Podcast, a conversational podcast with community members aiming to motivate, challenge, and inspire you to lead. Now, here are your hosts, Vanessa Bennett and Trey Darnell. Welcome back to Leadership Live. I'm Trey Darnell here with co-host Vanessa Bennett. Vanessa, how are you? I am great. Gorgeous day here in downtown Kingsport. Yeah, it's nice sitting here in the Kingsport Chamber. Absolutely. I am very happy to announce our guest today, a dear friend of mine, one of the happiest and cheeriest people that I know. Always a pleasure to be around. He also serves on our Kingsport Chamber Foundation Board of Directors as our Project Hope Chair. Um, you know, the program that's near and dear to my heart. He is a perfect fit for that because he has a huge heart himself. Please welcome the newly named president of Six Rivers Media, Alan Rao. Welcome, Alan. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about Six Rivers Media. Some people may not know what that is, is the overall umbrella. What all does that include? Six Rivers Media includes the Kingsport Times News Daily, John City Press Daily, and weeklies in Bristol, Jonesboro, Mountain City, and Irwin. So you do newspapers on those every week, every day? Uh, unfortunately, yes, <laughs> we do. So Trey and I recently had the great opportunity to go tour Times News. And when you think that you're going to go tour that, you don't expect what you're going to get to see. We got to see the the paper being printed and all the reporters in action. It was just a very cool visit. And they even let us do where we got to create the front page of the newspaper activity, which is very cool. With a late or last minute change in stories with a breaking headline. Yes. And that never happens, right? Uh, no, never. Not at all. <laughs> Rob, he, he reveled in that. He, yeah. loves, he loves chaos, but... That's well, why we it, love him. It was a fun activity. So tell us what a typical day is like for you. A typical day for me uh, this morning, for instance, starting Kingsport, have an ops meeting, kind of catch up, and almost like a morale booster, I guess, because mm-hmm. ops really isn't my, it's not my, my role. My role is to look strategically in the future for newspapers, which is a little foggy right now, and to just check in and kind of uplift people in their spirits and help out where I can. And then uh, after lunch, I went to Johnson City and did kind of the same thing, meet with the Community Action Board, and then come on back to Kingsport and wherever I'm needed, basically. So you're the perfect chair for Project Hope just because of the things that you just said. I think morale boosters in any area right now is huge. So kudos to you for doing that with your staff. So speaking of Project Hope, you're our chair. You've supported it in many, many ways. Why is this program so important to you and why do you like to stay involved? I can remember my history. I have struggled with substance abuse and I can trace that back to when I was in first, second, third grade. Those, uh, and It just started a kind of a downward pattern in my own mind. And it started so young and I had all kinds of uh, advantages, I guess, if you want to put it that way. And it just started that slow decline into uh, substance abuse 10, 15 years later. But it started then. And to give kids, all kids, some kind of hope and some kind of, uh, you know, the the resources they need to not go down that path. I think the the testament that you can show kids how far you've came and now the, the role you play in the community is huge. So thank you for doing that. Absolutely. We'll kind of shift back to the newspaper a little bit. You just started a new weekly, Bristol Now. Is that, it's a weekly, correct? That is correct. And looking at our, our financial sheets, the weeklies look fantastic. You know, you've got one print product and the cost of the newspaper is basically the, you know, it's the cost of paper itself. And if you have that limited to just your you know, one day a week, that's fine. Um, but if you've got, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, days that are, that are pretty light in advertising, that's a complete drain on on the entire business. So the weeklies are kind of the model that we're trying to shift to 
to get the weeklies a little more digital savvy and to get the dailies to look more like the weeklies. Interesting. Can you go a little bit more in depth about how to get a daily to look like a weekly? Well, the first thing we have to do, and we're in the process of this now, is to get everyone on the same technology so we can support, you know, the regional aspect. I'm not sure how popular it is with everyone, but for us, that's the future. You know, we have to support each other to get everyone on the same technology so we can have, you know, shared news that is relevant from Irwin to Bristol to Johnson City. And the next thing we have to do is is make sure we have the right people in place. I find that we get both the regular paper the physical copy, and then we also use the digital online. And I find that I leave the actual newspaper sitting out up the sidewalk from our house for several days before I'll go grab a couple, two or three of them because I look at everything online. Well, it's not as though they're competing with each other. You've got different people who will read the, the newspaper itself, but that is, if you want to call them the baby boomers, but it's just not as popular as it was with social media and you've got TV and you've got radio and you've got all this this competition. So we've got to find a way to shift into that digital arena while taking this cost of paper off of our backs. And here's kind of a, a question for, for myself. How does our local journalists, which I consider folks that work at the newspaper journalists, they're they're doing real reporting, real research, fact checking and all that stuff, but you're competing against instant news through social platforms like Twitter. How do you not combat that, but stay relevant with that? Well, what we have to do is we have to find how that news relates to people locally. What does that mean to them in the long run? You know, raise taxes or school board and those kinds of things. How does it have a personal uh, impact on people who live throughout the community. You know, you look at Instagram and some of these things, it's instant gratification. And, you know, it doesn't tell you the entire story, but it's something you can flip through in five seconds and then move on to the next one. It and it gives that opportunity for that breaking news, something that happened minutes ago, like a verdict in the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. It's not something to, that you have to build an article or build a piece to put online or get in the next day's paper. It's just interesting how you talk about staying relevant in, in technology. I, I, I find it interesting. I, I remember working in broadcasting and radio in 1999 and 2000, 2001 timeframe, and they thought satellite radio was going to wipe out the FM stations. And it was, we were in the end of time. Times. And do you feel like that at the newspaper, even though it's not going to be? No, sometimes it, it gets a little dark, but that's just my own brain, my own history of just, you know, going down the rabbit hole. There is a way that you can link, you know, social media is a tool. If we can link social media with the print and the digital and podcast and events, and you link all that together, uh, there is a positive spin on all of that. And that's the community. How do we all interact with each other and how do we all affect each other? And social media can't do that. That's kind of, it, it isolates people and it gets a quick like, which is is now the metric, I guess, that, that people grade themselves on. Likes and a number of followers. Like mm. that's that's the new data. It is. I'd kill for some. Right? Yeah. So we always ask our guest a question. We'll give you a minute to think on it. If you had an autobiography, what would the title be? Uh, maybe, oh shit, we're in trouble. <laughs> I love it. So as we wrap up, we like to ask our guests five rapid fire questions. What is your favorite carb? Bread, pasta, rice, or potatoes? Bread it is. If you were given an all expenses paid trip to Cleveland, would you take it? Sure. Did you go to a sleepaway summer camp as a kid? I did. What's your favorite carnival food? I don't remember what they're called. The deep fried funnel cake. Pork rind? Fun, oh, funnel cake. That's pork, it. pork rinds is good pork too. Pork rinds are good too. Wrong with either. Do you have a lucky number? 15. That's interesting. Why is that? That was my soccer jersey number in high mm-hmm. school. It's actually the only one that popped to mind. There you go. It sticks. So that's definitely lucky. We appreciate you being here, Alan, and good luck with Six Rivers Media. And do you have any final thoughts, Vanessa? Thank you for all you do for us. Project Hope is going strong because of you and the difference you make. So we we appreciate you very much. Well, thanks for what you guys do. And if there's anything I can do to help, let me know. We'll see everybody next Friday. 
Thank you for listening to this week's Leadership Live podcast, a partnership between Kingsport Leadership Programs of your Kingsport Chamber and Honda Kingsport. Leadership Live is available wherever you get your podcasts. 